Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. It's your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr., and I'm back on my podcast of Vitamin Sports, where you take vitamins every day, just like we talk about sports every day. Today is a lovely but tragic morning, and I say it's a tragic morning for the Boston Celtics and other things, you know, especially that fight between Lomachenko and Devin Haney. We're going to get into that later, but... I don't know if anybody watched that game last night. It told me a lot of things. It showed me that there are teams out there that still play old school, fundamentally sound basketball. And it also told me, no matter how many talented superstars on your team, hard work beats talent every day. If y'all watch the game, do y'all know the Boston Celtics? Didn't have no chance of winning that game last night. No chance from the first quarter to the second quarter to the third quarter to the fourth quarter. It was like I've never seen a team that kept their starters out for twenty minutes towards the end of the third <clears throat> towards the end of the third quarter, all the way to the end of the fourth quarter. When have you ever seen somebody do something like that? They was getting beat. They put up 99 points in the third quarter. 99 points. The score was 99 to something. It was 99 in the third quarter. If they would have kept the starters in, Miami probably would have put up 150 on them. And, like, that's crazy. They out-rebound the team. They shot 50% from the field. They shot 50% from three. They could not miss last night. And it was just like, bam, out of bio was catching bodies left and right. That boy had a quadruple homicide last night. He caught bodies everywhere. Did you see the move he put on Jalen Brown? And God forbid if he'd have made that dunk on Jason Tatum. It was just crazy out there. It was just bodies everywhere. Jimmy Butler was getting what he wanted. He was chilling for real. He ain't really had to do nothing. Gabe Vincent was out there looking like... And Ray Allen, he couldn't miss. The Heat was beating them on all three levels, offensively, defensively, and they was getting out coached. He said, okay, you took your starters out. I'm going to let my backups come in and destroy what you got in there. The backups of the backups was out there. They had people come. They called people from the Miami Team G League and said, you want to play tonight? They was like, Sure. They said, hurry up, you got 50, you got 10 minutes to get here. They got there and was playing. That's crazy. They was whooping them. They was whooping them so bad that the commentators didn't have nothing to say at halftime or towards the end of the game. They was talking about how Shaq and Charles Barkley butted his, you know, and shoulders. Like they was giving him a wrestling match out there. They wasn't even talking about the game because that's how washed the Heat did to the the Celtics, I'm just baffled. I have nothing else to say. Jimmy Butler is him. I see the way Jimmy Butler is playing now. He's the type of guy that let his teammates build chemistry with him through the regular season and showed them the way in the postseason. If Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat win this series and take care of business of whoever who comes out of the West, that would be the second greatest run behind Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk Nowitzki, I would put it in front of Giannis because the way they started out is they was the eighth seed, played against Jimmy's former team, got, um, who was it? 
they had uh what's that team? They got uh what is that team name? Um escapes me right now. But anyway, they got them out the way. Then they got, you know, a top seed out the way in the Knicks, and they were just putting people out left and right. And it was just like baffling to me about how hard the Miami Heat played and how hard people doubted them. And it doesn't seem to understand, like, you know, why people keep doubting these Miami Heat. Every They have the same squad they had when they was in the bubble. The same squad literally made added two or three, maybe four undrafted players and turned them into star caliber players. Star caliber players. If you look at the roster that they have, they got supposedly washed Kevin Love, even though he scored five points. That was a hard-nosed five points. He was killing out there. Then you got Jimmy Butler, you know, trade, a guy that took less. You got Bam Adebayo and maybe Tyler Hero, the only players that was drafted for real. Everybody else is undrafted, undrafted free agents. That is a, is a piece of when it comes to coaching, you know what you're doing. It's crazy now people can go back and say LeBron James had a great coach and Eric Spolcher. And look, from top to bottom, this is how people, if you want to start a team, a franchise, the higher-ups got to be good. The the GM has to be good. The coach has to be good. And then the fact that the coach and the GM, the players are going to be good. And that's what we're seeing from Miami right now. From top to bottom, they killing the game right now. Boston Celtics have no answer for their team. Bam out of bio. If you watched him play, you would have thought he scored 50 points. The city came alive last night. It was jam-packed out there. Like there was no if, as, buts about it. Who won a game three last night? Jason Tatum and them was washed last night. They was washed. Jason Tatum only scored what, 14 points and had 10 rebounds? That was it. And then Jalen Brown, what he had, 16 points? That ain't enough. That was not enough to secure the win last night. And it just seemed as though that the Miami Heat wanted it more. They wanted it more. They wanted to tell everybody around the world who was going to win that game last night. This team shot 50% from the three. We have never really seen a team that don't have that good enough shooters to shoot 50% from three. And they took a lot of threes last night. They were shooting logo threes, shooting threes from, you know, Miami, uh, all the way in Miami Bay. They was just not missing last night. They was determined to win that game. Boston Celtics, couldn't. they emptied their whole entire bench besides two players. That was Blake Griffin and some other guy. Miami said, we'll do the same thing too. And that's what they did. They were hungry. They were hungry to win that game last night. And it goes to show you how bad that team really wanted to win. But I have nothing to really say. About that games last night. I had family over, man. We was laughing, joking, man. For real, for real, we could have turned off the TV and turned back on the TV. The Miami Heat was still winning. To me, it looked like, you know, when the Seattle Seahawks played against the Denver Broncos. First play of the game. They turn the ball over, they score, then they keep scoring, scoring, scoring. Then, of course, they put the backups and the backups and the backups in. And then they come start coming back in the game. People talking about, well, it was a close game. It was not close at all. 
At a point in time, they was beating them by 40 points. By 40. 40. And Jimmy had, what, 14 points? Bam had 13. They had, like, a lot of players, maybe, like, 10 players in double figures. Or maybe nine players in double figures. That's crazy. That is crazy. They out-dominated their starters, the, uh, the Celtic starters. They out-dominated them. And they all dominated the bench. Hell, the bench played better than the starters. Better than the starters. They was getting rebounds. They was playing defense. They was scoring. That's why that score looked like that. Because the starters for the Celtics was out since the towards the end of the third quarter. And didn't bet and didn't play in the fourth quarter. No. And another thing too, stop sitting y'all starters down talking about we're gonna rest them. No. They need to take this ass open like a man. Take this ass whooping. Take it. Don't put the bench in. Take this ass whooping as a man and move forward and make sure this never happens again. If the Boston Celtics play like this, like how they played last night, they going home in a body bag. Four old swept. Just like how they swept, you know, what's that team? The Nets last year. That's what it's looking like. And then the narrative is going to be, should we split up Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown? No. Don't split them up. Keep them together. They're a nice young core. That's a nice young team. It don't always have to end up in a split. Let them feel what it's like to lose like this. Because then you'll see what you have. See, a lot of times... People reward losing and don't understand the perks of losing. You lose and you learn so you can learn not to lose again. And that reminds me about boxing. See, in boxing, a lot of fighters lose, but they learn and reflect on losing. And we watch, if you watch the fight the night before, there's no way in my mind there's no way anybody that saw that fight would have thought Devin Haney won that fight. He was outperformed by Lomachenko. He outperformed him. He took away his jab, his favorite punch, and turned it into a fight, a spectacle. Like they was going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And you mean to tell me that Devin Haney ran round 12, round 11, round 10? No, it wasn't even close. He was putting him to work. Lomachenko was putting Devin Haney to work. And y'all talking about Devin Haney's ready for tank? Oh, no. No. Mm-mm. We ain't even going to put my man in that ring to knock him out. Lomachenko was coming forward every time. He said, that's all you got? That left, left punch. Two left, two left jabs. Jab, jab, punch. Jab, jab, punch. Jab, punch, punch. And it's crazy. Like, I'm not a Lomachenko fan. And I have nothing against Devin Haney. But I'm the type of person, if you say somebody's the best, well, I want to watch them and see why you call them the best. And I don't see why people call Devin Haney the best. And Shakur Stevenson is right. He was at the fight. He got into the ring and said Lomachenko was robbed. And he was. 
He outperformed Devin Haney. Devin Haney probably won the first round. But other than the first round and maybe the third round, Lomachenko was winning the entire fight. Or it is evil as a tie. There was no round where Devin Haney was dominant except for maybe the first, maybe the first few rounds. We saw a little bit of Devin Haney's domination. But other than that, Lomachenko was picking him apart, hitting him with the same combinations. Bat bat. And he even go to the body. He was hitting him right in the face. Bat bat. Bat bat. Bat 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 bat. Get him on the ropes. Bat 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 bat. Now, Devin Haney, I can't say he was going to Lomachenko's body, and it was kind of slowing him down, but once Lomachenko got his second win, oh, it was barbecue chicken alert. Now, if he'd have knocked him down, Lomachenko probably would have would have won the fight, but there was a lot of times Lomachenko let up when Devin Haney was wobbled. But it was a lot of grabbing. Sheesh, Devin Haney couldn't stand up. It was a lot of grabbing. And I don't follow him. Use what you taught. Use the tools that your coaches teaches you. And it's funny that I hear, you know, Bill, which is uh, Devin Haney's father, was telling him in each round that you're winning the fight. You're winning the fight. You're winning your fight. You know, it's always good to encourage children, but the blind can't lead the blind. And even a blind man would have told you that Lomachenko was winning that fight. If a blind man sat at the radio... And listen to the commentators, you know, announce the fight. He would even tell you, Lomachenko won. Because Lomachenko was throwing, I think he was throwing less punches, but he had more accuracy with his punches. Or it might have been the other way around. I would have to check again. It was if he was throwing more punches and landing more punches, Devin Haney definitely was landing a lot of body shots. But if you looked at those body shots, they weren't really phasing Lomachenko. It might have, but from where I was looking at, it didn't phase him because he was hungry. Every time he calculated Devin's jab, he came inside. Bat, bat. It was like, yo, what fight are we really watching if we thought Devin Haney won that fight? And now he's probably going to say, I want to tank next. No, you don't, brother. You don't want them kind of problems. After everybody saw that fight, nobody's saying, Devin Haney, go at the tank. Go at the tank. No, they're saying, Devin Haney, stay away from tank. Because Lomachenko got power, but he don't have tank power. And I guarantee you, if Devin Haney and tank get in the ring, Devin Haney's whole career will be diminished. And it's not because he lost the tank. It would be the fact that everybody had this so much hype for this young man that their spirits will be crushed. And they'll crush his legacy, but you really can't because he got the 130 fights. You got to give him some credit. He won 30 fights. But after watching that fight, man, after watching Miami put a whooping on uh, the Boston Celtics, after watching my Lakers lose this weekend, sports world is crazy right now. I'm your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr., and what one hell of a weekend. Enjoy your day, y'all. I'm dropping content every day. Peace.